Okay. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the land that I should know how to speak in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning in my morning. He awakens my ear to hear as I learn. The Lord God has opened my ear and I was not rebellious. No, did I turn away? Amen. Now, I want to continue my message titled The Wages of uh, uh, Spirituality. Every time I use this word wages, where is Kathy? Huh? <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, Kathy West. Yes. I avoided using this word for so long because she thought the first time I used it, I was saying wedges. <laughs> I like to hide behind my uh, accent, okay? When I say things they don't, that they don't like, it was just my accent. <laughs> so it was the accent. But... Today we're going into the wages of spirituality. Kathy, you know, <laughs> you know I love you. But I held it against you for a long time. <laughs> I forgive you. <laughs> what spirituality will bring into your life? Spirituality, a lot of people think about what that is is basically deciding I am going to live my life for Jesus. That's all it is. I'm going to live for Jesus. That's all spirituality is. And the more determined you are to live for Jesus, the more spiritual you get. Because God has found a friend. And then he will begin to reveal secrets to you. It doesn't matter whether you're young or old. Or middle-aged. God begins to show himself to you. He begins to reveal himself to you through his word. Because you have made up your mind that you will live your life for Christ. Paul says it this way. I am crucified with Christ. It's no longer I live. My, I don't have a life anymore. The life that you see me live, I'm living Jesus' life. He is living his life through me. Nothing matters. All I want to do is live for him. Because he lived for us. Can you imagine? He came down from heaven. From the presence of angels. And worship and everything. Confined himself. The word of God that was there in the beginning. When God created all things. He confined himself. And brought himself into a man. Living in a home. And he did all of that. Not for himself. But for me. And for you. And so he's asking, give me your life. But the good thing about it, when we give him our life, our life is better by it. We live a better life by doing it. I can't understand how anybody can live outside serving God. He'll never bring anything evil to your life. But all that's good. And that's what, what a father's heart is like. He wants the best for his children. And he wants his best for you. If something bad's happening in your life, it's not from him. That's not his will for your life. So spiritually, he's getting closer to God. Having that desire to be with God. Blessed are they that hunger and thirst for righteousness. They will be filled. In other words, you will find God. You will get to know Him. And I will talk about this last uh, Sunday. The first thing that will begin to happen in your life. Not absence of trouble, but God's blessing upon your life. 
And I'm saying that my wife alluded to it. Actually, I took permission for, from uh, Pastor Al. I saw what this couple were going through. I, I didn't understand it. We prayed about it for long. You guys, we prayed. We didn't understand what was going on. God, what are you doing? How come they are going? It was really bad. And because we were working together as pastors, it was so close to me. It was part of me. I saw what was going on. I didn't understand it. But what I saw, these people never moved. They were there teaching our children, doing the work of God. We didn't see today. Today was far removed from us. We didn't know how God was going to turn things around. And what I've seen is when God begins to bless you, it's not up and down. <laughs> it's never that way. When he starts, he finishes. That's not, that doesn't say there won't be difficult times. No. But every time difficulty comes into your life, when God is blessing you, the difficulty is designed to equip you for battle. To train your hands for battle. Because life is a fight. That's what the Bible tells us. Matthew chapter 11 verse 12. Jesus said from the days of John the Baptist until when now the kingdom of God suffers violence. And the violent ones take it by force. In other words, pursuing God, I'm not going to quit. No matter what comes against my life, I will pursue God. I'm not going to quit. When God sees a human being with that kind of heart, he's found a friend. He'll show up in your house. He'll show up before your children. He will demonstrate that he is God. He'll let you know you've made the right decision. And he will be there in your life. When you go through difficulties, he is there with you. It's always a blessing. That's one of the things. And then, the next thing is you find favor, both with God and with man. Favor both with God and with man. They just like you. They don't know why. <laughs> they like to sit around and listen to you talk. And some of the things that you're saying, they sound crazy to them. But they like, to, they like you. Amen. They just like you. That's favor that comes from God. He says, for you, O Lord, Psalm 5 verse 12, for you, O Lord, we bless the righteous. You will surround them with favor as with a shield. That's the promise of God for those who love Him. Righteous. God calls you righteous because you have a desire for Jesus. Not because you've been sinless, but because you want to have a close relationship with Jesus. God says you are righteous. How many want that, re- that relationship with God today? So God can look down and say, that's the righteous one. That's the righteous one. That's the righteous one. And then he surrounds you with favor as with a shield. What that means is ev- everything that is like this favor coming your way cannot pass through. Amen. God says in Isaiah 54, I will never allow you to suffer shame. You will never experience disgrace. All you have to do is believe his word. Difficult times will come. But God will not allow it for his name's sake. Because he's found you and you found him and he's in your life. Your shame is his shame. That will never happen in Jesus' name. Can I hear an amen? That can never happen. You have favor. And then the third thing. Spiritual power and authority. The level of your spirituality determines the mark that you can make in the kingdom. The stronger your relationship with God, the greater the mark you will make in the kingdom of God, the greater your influence. For, for in, in relation to getting God to walk in your, on your behalf and then working with people. Look at Billy Graham. That boy, that boy that was born, maybe is in South Carolina or North Carolina, he's known all over the world. 
great influence. Presidents were happy to be in Billy Graham's presence. What was it? Spirituality. That's so important. You will make a serious mark on the kingdom of, of, of God here in heaven. That's what this is. Authority. God says, God says in his word, I believe this is Luke chapter 10, verse 19. He says, Behold, I give you power and authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the powers of the enemy and nothing shall by any means, by any means hurt you. So you have that authority. You know what God has given to you. You know who you are. Billy Graham is never afraid to see a big crowd. Amen. He knew what he had. I like to watch Billy Graham. He'll, so, he'll, say, he'll tell them from the beginning. He said, many of you are here today. When the sermon is through, all of you, many of you are going to walk down here. He knows what's going to happen. Amen. Before he begins to preach. And when he's through, he invites them. And they walk down. They walk down. And great men. What God has put in our, in our, in our hearts when we actually follow him. Listen to this. Acts chapter 3, verse 6 and 7. Peter was speaking. He said, silver and gold, I do not have. It didn't mean that he was going to starve. There was a, a man that was, was uh, a paralytic, couldn't walk, lame. And he begged. And he was looking to them, looking to get money. Peter says, we don't have that. Silver and gold, I do not have. But what I do have, I give you. What do you have? Peter knew the authority he had. Because of his relationship with God. I don't have money to give to you. But what I have, I will give to you. Notice, I am not going, he didn't say, I'm going to pray to God to give to you. He said, I will give it to you. I'm going to give you healing. Young man, today, even though you haven't walked before, you will walk today because I have the authority in the name of Jesus to speak to your lameness and you will work. He had authority. Silver and gold, I don't have. But what I have, I give to you. Then he said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And the man didn't do it in time. He knew what he had given. He grabbed the guy and, and pulled him up. Couldn't wait for it. Because he knew he had already given it. Authority. Authority. That God had given to him. Number four. Confidence in God. I tell, call, tell him that boldness. Boldness. This refers to the things that you can confront in life fearlessly. It refers to what you can actually stand against and refuse to fear. Even when the doctor says it's all over. But you are a spiritual person. You know what God has said. You know his word. You believe his word. Their words mean nothing to you. You're saying, as long as God lives, I'm going to be here. He has promised me long life. With long life, I will satisfy you. And God doesn't need to apologize to cancer or anything to fulfill His word. Can I hear an amen? God can do it. I don't care what comes against you. God can do it. Confidence. Confidence. When you know God, you have confidence in you. You can explain it. You can understand it. You don't need to. It's just there. You're not afraid. Confidence in God. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They said, we're not listening to you, king. And believe me, your fire can't touch us. It can't do anything. We're not afraid. 
They had that boldness and confidence in God. And that doesn't come overnight. He comes through deep relationship with God. Where you see what's going on, but you are, you're not afraid. You are able to confront difficulties. Fearlessly. Fearlessly. Even if we die, we die. Daniel wasn't afraid of the lions then. He had confidence in his God. He had confidence in his God. That's what we're talking about. The confidence comes spiritually. I remember when I was a new Christian and trying to, to serve God and with everything. I didn't know God that much. I had a lot of fears. I was afraid of all kinds of things. Demons and all of that. I don't fear no demons anymore. I, I have no fear. Greater is he who is in me. I, I learned that from scripture. Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. A demon wants to show up in my home. Oh, you are welcome. You only suffer the pain of the fire in my room. Coming from the Holy Spirit. If you can tolerate it. He's like, it's word. He said, there was a demon there. Oh, it's you. He had no fear. Went back to sleep. No big deal. The confidence that God puts in your heart. When you have a relationship with Him. And the stronger your relationship is with God, the stronger your confidence in God. And you saw the Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 10 verse 35. Cast not away therefore your confidence. Can I hear an amen? When you know God, you have confidence. And God is saying, don't throw it away. It has great recompense of reward. You are rewarded when you have confidence. Spirituality will burst that in your heart. So that you are not afraid. God is with you. Listen. To this scripture. Isaiah 54 verse 14. In righteousness you shall be established. Amen. When God establishes you, no one can unestablish you. In righteousness, because you are a child of God, there is that confidence. In righteousness you shall be established. You shall be far from what? Oppression. You shall be far from oppression. Why? Because you shall not fear. There is no fear. Satan loves to harass timid believers. Because you don't know your God. You have not grown spiritually. So they came to harass you with all kinds of things. But when you begin to study your scriptures, go to Bible meetings, fellowship, iron sharpens iron. Discuss with your brother about the new things you have found in the word of God. Amen. And you are in the house of God listening to the word of God. You may not know what's going on. But you're eating. And you're growing. Your understanding in God is getting better. And then comes the confidence in God. And then the spiritual gifts. And you're no longer afraid. You have that authority inside of you. It's birthed by God. He says you shall be far from oppression. For means because you will not fear. It's like you're going through the valley of the shadow of death. But you don't fear any evil. You have confidence in God. That he is going to take care of you. That's what this is. Now I was reading the story. I don't want to go into that scripture. Of the children of Israel. In First uh, uh, Samuel chapter 17. And the children of Israel were afraid of Goliath. You said that? Yeah. They were afraid of Goliath. Goliath was threatening them. Bring one man for me to fight. And every time Goliath drew near. They ran. They scattered. Like cockroaches in the light. They scattered from him. And he was defying their God. They were concerned about their own lives. And so they were filled with fear. 
David was concerned about the glory of God. Not his own life. Spirituality. That's the difference. They feared because they were not spiritual. But David had no fear. All David was concerned was, how was the king going to pay me if I kill this fellow? They saw a giant. And they felt, nobody can touch this giant, he's so big. And David saw a giant. He says, no one can miss, he's so big. I just bring that in, I'll get him. That's the difference. You see differently when you see him from the eyes of God. And then you have that confidence and boldness in you. That God can walk through you. Listen to what the scripture says. When you are spiritual, unusual things will happen. That's the 15. You become in tune with the supernatural. In tune with the supernatural. In other words... The deeper your spiritual life is, the more of the supernatural you are permitted as a human to experience. That's very important. The deeper your spirituality is, the greater of the supernatural God permits you to be a part of. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were with Jesus in the fire before he was born. Amen. They were so Jesus. There were four of them together there. Peter, James, and John, just because of their relationship, listen, his relationship with Jesus, just because of their relationship with Jesus and their love for him and closeness, James, Peter, and John, they saw Elijah and Moses even before they died. Amen. I believe the day they died, they get, hey, good to see you again, Mr. Moses. Amen. They've seen them before and recognized them because of their relationship with him. You know, the Bible talks about uh, Deborah because she was a spiritual woman. And God actually allowed a, a woman in that time to be the leader of the children of Israel. Because she was a spiritual woman and had words of prophecy and was sharing with the people. And the men, they looked to her as a leader because she was a spiritual person. It doesn't matter whether you are a man, woman, or child. It doesn't matter when God's an operation in your life. And people will show up. I shared a message, uh, story on Wednesday night about this young boy, probably about 15, that God was using for miracles, uh, with a lot of miracles. And, and um, if, I can't go on to, to all the details, but you can watch, listen to it online. But his pastor, they, they even told their kids, please don't mess with him, stay away from that kid, something is not right. How could he be having all these great miracles, leg growing out and all of that stuff? And the father actually called this kid and said to the kid, uh, after a while, because everybody says, see, something is not right. This cannot be God. How can he be doing these miracles? So how did he get this stuff? <laughs> they did that with Jesus, right? But then later, the, the father says, son, are you sure this is God? They say, he broke my heart. I thought my father's, my mother, they would believe me. But then, another group picked him up. He was doing miracles all over. And the pastor that knew this, his pastor, found him. And he said, come and preach in my church, young man. And there were a lot of miracles going on. And he says, what church did you come from? He says, from that church? Hey, that, your, that man is your pastor. He said, yeah. Pastor didn't want to talk to him. And thought that something was wrong in his life. And so he called that, the new other pastor called. Hey, how come you have this boy in your church? And you didn't say anything to him. Who oh, said, that's my boy. <laughs> I taught him everything. When you 
for God. And, and then this is how funny. How it was. The buffalo went back home. Now pastor had excuse to go on vacation all the time. So this young man can preach and bring more people to his church. <laughs> Hallelujah. When you know God, things happen. And that's what we are here for. And it doesn't matter whether you are a young person or no person. Just focus on God. And things will begin to happen. Things will change. You know, I've seen, I remember, um, we've been in Calvert. And uh, it was going to rain bad. The sky was really bad. And we prayed here before you went. We went. Michael, where is you? He's not here. We went to Calvert. And the sky, I mean, it was good. It was cool for us to do our work, a minister. And as soon as we got in the van to come, he started pouring rain. Oh, we liked it. This is wonderful. God was there because we prayed. We prayed. God with us. Deborah, he says this. In Judges uh, 5 verse 20. They fought from the heavens. The stars from their courses fought against Sisera, the enemy of the people, in the time of, of uh, Deborah. That's very important. Number six. Sound judgment. When you are spiritual, uh, spiritually minded, and you are growing spiritually, you don't make decisions based on what you hear. Or what you see. Is better more than that. Sound judgment. Listen to this. Ezekiel 36 verse 27. God says I will put my spirit within them. I will put my spirit within you. And cause you to walk in my statutes. And you will what? You will what? Keep my what? Judgment and what? Do them. No choice. When you allow the Spirit of God to work in your life, all of a sudden, you want to do what's right. And you can get... How can you do His judgment if you don't know them? How can you tell wisdom of God if God doesn't reveal it to you? But when you get close to God, God reveals Himself. Now, there's no secret about this. The thing is, what do you really want? What do you want for your life? If you desire it, God's going to give it to you. The Bible says, the desires of the righteous man shall be granted. If it's not happening, I don't really desire it strong enough. Strong enough. If you desire it, God is not a liar. God cannot lie. He said, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock, the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. I'll say that again. Everyone who asks, receives. I will say it again. Everyone who asks, receives. Are you everyone? Well, if you're not asking, you really don't want it. If you want it, you're going to cry to God. I need, you know the story of Jabez? That man cried out to God. I need a change in my situation. And God heard him. It's the same God. Sound judgment. You can decide, not based on what you see, with your eyes or what people are telling you, but what the God is doing inside of you. Because the Bible tells us, Romans chapter 8, verse 14, 15, there it says, As many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Sons of God. God leads His people. Listen to what God says about Jesus, Isaiah chapter 11, verse 3. His delight is in the fear of the Lord, and He shall not judge by the sight of His eyes. Or nor decide by the hearing of his ears. Spiritual I've often have said this. Solomon was not born with great wisdom. 
Okay? Solomon knew he wasn't that smart. He knew that. But he had become king. Wisdom was delivered for judgment to Solomon. Wisdom was given to him. And you can read in first, uh, was it first Kings, chapter 3. It's verse 3. He says, Solomon loves the Lord. It's the love of God that delivered that to him. Solomon loved God. And he walked in the statutes of his father David. In other words, he was doing what David did spiritually. And then he killed animals because they had a feast. He was so excited because of his love for God. And he just, he overdid it. Because of his love for God. And that night, God appeared to him and said, what do you want? And Solomon asked for, for wisdom. And God gave it to him. God gave it to him. If you read that chapter at the very end, he said the children of Israel feared Solomon because God had given him that spirit to make right judgment for his people. God gave it to him. And the first manifestation was verse 16 where the two halots came with him to, with a child. And Solomon said, cut the child in half. They didn't know where he was going. And from then everybody said, Wow. Solomon is different. It was delivered to him. God is not a respecter of persons. Can he do the same today? Yes. We have the mind of Christ, the Bible says. We have the mind of Christ. Number seven. Vitality. That's physical strength. I believe in this strongly. Physical strength. God, if you are a spiritual person and believe, God can actually make you strong. Yes. And make you... Did you? Have you read the story of Samson? Oh, yes. Is it the same God? Yes. God can make you physically strong. He's able to do it. Physical strength. Resilience. Nothing can knock you down and you remain down. Amen. Nothing. Nothing can do that to you. You can always bounce back. Amen. Yes, trouble comes to knock you down, but you are a spiritual man. They think, the devil thinks he's gotten you. Oh, I got him now. But before he knows, you bounce back. And he says, what happened there? Amen. That's your portion in Jesus' name. You will always bounce back from every trouble that Satan brings your way. In fact, I name you the bounce back person. <laughs> you always bounce back. If he comes against your finances, but you, he made a mistake. You are a spiritual person. Guess what? You're bouncing back. If he comes against your children, he's made a serious mistake. Uh, uh, because before he's through, before, when God is through, those children are making him pay for it. Amen. Amen. Children are making, not you. God will turn it around and the children begin to get him. God can do that. Physical strength. Energy to fulfill your destiny. Energy, strength. That's why God does it. Strength in your life to fulfill your destiny. Because every one of you carry a divine destiny on your life. You may not know it. You need to go to your closet and ask God. Amen. You carry divine destiny. There are people you can touch and change their lives. I can't do it. Because that's not for me. That's your destiny. Amen. There are lives that you can change. And it will go on and on. From this one person you've taught. A whole family. Completely transformed. Because of your work. You carry a destiny. Over your life. You know what the Bible says. Psalm 84 verse 7. He says they go. From what? Who, who are we referring to? They. That's us. Amen. Please don't take yourself out of that. They means you. Okay. They shall go from, from what? 
strength to strength. Not weakness to weakness. Not strength to weakness. We go as children of God from strength to strength. Don't believe otherwise. That's the will of God for your life. You go from strength to strength. And listen to this. Each one appears before God in Zion. You know what Zion means? The church. Are you appearing before God in Zion this morning? Well, that means you are going from strength to strength. Amen. You may not feel it, but it's happening. From strength to strength. God promised to do that for us. And that's your portion. All God wants, and I'm going to say it again. All God wants is a desire to live your life for Him. Live your life for Him. On Wednesday nights, I'm talking about uh, spiritual growth. Maturity. When you're a child, you, you know, you think about this. If you give, you can have a bag of candy in your hand, daddy. Right? Give the child five pieces of candy to the child. And then put the bag behind you and say, can I have one? Guess what that child does? No. <laughs> you don't get my candy. But you got the bag. They don't care about the bag. They, they already have the five in their hands. And you're not getting one of that. That's the way it is. And we do that with God. Give Him your life. He'll give it right back to you. You can have the whole bag of candies if that's all you want. Jesus never does anything without human participation. In the lives of us. When he multiplied bread. Did he, pay, did he stretch his hand and get bread from heaven? No. Then he took bread. That kid had to surrender. His loves. And he went home with five, ten, uh, twelve baskets. right? Twelve baskets. You give God. He takes it from you. He blesses it. He gives it right back to you. He gives it back to you. They shall go from strength to strength. Let me read this scripture. Isaiah 40, verse 30 through 31. He says, even the youth shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fail. Uh, we're not speaking, this is not a proverb. This is real. But then God says, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. I like that. I like that. And I know God means what he's saying. God means what he's saying. God had called the children of Israel... Caleb, when, when Moses spoke to Caleb, Caleb and Joshua, especially Caleb, going into the land, Caleb was about 40. Another 40. And five years later. But God says, I see another spirit in Caleb. He was a spiritual man. And God kept him. The same man. And Caleb was telling Joshua, I want that mountain. Listen, I was 40, 45 when Moses spoke those words to me. But listen, I feel as strong, I am as strong as I was when the word was delivered. When you hear God's word and you receive it, guess what? The power just came into you. It will manifest when it needs to work. Amen. He was strong. 85 years. Strong. Strong. I mean, think about Abraham going to war. God called him when he was 75. He had an army. Whipped five kings. 
with people raised in his own home. People raised in his own home. And the Bible says, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. What does that mean? He's still doing the same thing. He's still doing the same thing. Let no one say, in those days when God was young and energetic. There's nothing like that. God is still the same. And what he, he did before, he'll do today. If he's not doing what he did before, he was, he's, will be referred to as the God that was. But not the God who is. That's the truth about it. Amen? Finally, I want to go with the word security. <laughs> security. If you're going spiritual, you are building your walls of security. The Bible says, the name of the Lord is what? A strong tower. And the righteous run into it and they are safe. Spirituality. That's your security. God means it that way. Let me read this scripture to you. Psalm 105. Verse 12, when they were few in number, it doesn't matter how many or the resources you have at your disposal against what's coming at you. They were few in number, they were also strangers. When they went uh, went from one nation to another, from one kingdom to another kingdom, even though they were few. The Bible says, God, He permitted no one. Please say the word with me, no one. Can He do the same thing today? God permitted no one. No one to do them wrong. You know, if you're working in your place of work, and you're serving God, and they're threatening to fire you, please don't be concerned. Sometimes it's because God's tired of you being there. He has something better. And now he energizes your, your employer to kick you out. So you can start looking for the, your real destiny. And the man while you are crying. Oh God, let me keep this job. Because I got something better there for, that, for you than that. Amen. I got something better for, than that. Security. With God. I remember when I first went to Texas A&M to work on my uh, doctoral degree. I've shared this story here. They, they, I was looking for a job. A foreigner cannot work. We were called illegal aliens. Not kidding. <laughs> but, but I was here. But uh, not, you know, as a, a legal alien, okay? <laughs> but I couldn't work outside, outside campus. And I had to find a job. That was everything I relied on. Without a job, I can't be in school. And if I can't be in school, I become illegal. And they kicked me out of the United States. And the guy promised me a job. And then as soon as I showed up, he left a message for me saying, Tell that young man from Africa, he is never going to have a job till he graduates. That, that's finished. I'm finished. Till he graduates from this university. Oh my God. I said, but he promised me. The guy said, listen, I'm just a mouthpiece. I'm just telling you what he said to tell you. So nothing can change. Absolutely not. You're not getting a job. He said, I can't. there's no way I can do it. But then I prayed to God. Amen. I went into my closet. And I cried out to God. And God spoke to me. I wrote it in my yellow page. He said, I was here before you got here. So don't worry about the head of department. I was here before you got here. And I cried that day. And, and after that, I felt, you know, that peace. That passes understanding. Before long, the guy who was the mouthpiece, he was looking for me. Because I needed a teaching job. He said, good luck, I know we're not paying you. But I have this fellow, this student, he's failing really bad. And I know you can help him. Can you help him for me? I was saying, yes, I'll help him, but without pay. <laughs> I did help him. And then God brought favorites of head of department. 
It's a true story. Brought them close to me. We were doing, uh, working on genetics. And they were in my genetics class. And they traveled a lot. Representing the department. And then when, when they came, we had an exam for ge- uh, genetics. And they were lost. But I knew it back and forth. And, 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 and Dr. Fanga, he tried to explain it to them. Those students, they put their heads down. Like, we, we're going to flunk. We will flunk. And so, I knew they were not getting it. So everybody left. I sat with them there. Dr. Franger said, I'll take my time and explain it to you. But they didn't get it. He walked out. I said to these kids, are you having problems? They said, yes! I said, I can help you. (laughs) Yeah. I helped them. They were so excited. They left. And they did well. Another day they came to me in the lab. And they sat around me and I was explaining something to them. And the head of the department walked by and saw his friends talking to the African. And he, he walked out and then he, he went back. And then he looked and stood there for a while. I was watching him from behind me. <laughs> yeah, he is. The man who refused me some money. I was watching him. And then... Uh, he walked in, he says, hey, is good luck teaching you? And the guy said, yes. And then they exaggerated, he knows everything. He is so smart, he does this. I said, no, I never did. But I won't say either. I kept my mouth shut. I got the job. The following semester. He gave me the job. And you know what? Every time you write a memo, uh, we got to release some of them to make room for new graduate students coming so that they can have a job. And I said to Ikram, my friend, I, he said, Good luck, did you see the memo? I said, yeah, I saw the memo. He said, what are we going to do? Nothing. He didn't hire me and he cannot fire me, I told Ikram. He cannot fire me. After I graduated, I, my wife was pregnant and, and before my new job, no insurance. I said, Sir, if you don't continue to pay me, my wife is going to give birth and no insurance. You know I'm a foreigner. He's going to be... He still think I'm a wicked man. I'm not a wicked man. Hey, Robert, put him, keep him there on salary. So I was being paid even after I graduated. That's what God can do. Amen? God can do it. God can do it. All we need to do, there is security in God. Amen? Amen. Remember this scripture. When you pass through the waters, Isaiah 43, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. Every one of these God is done. When you walk through the waters, River Jordan, God is able to. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. What will it do? I will fear no evil. Are you going to walk through the shadow? The valley of the shadow of death? Yes, we will. Uh, But please don't camp there. Just walk through it. Amen? Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. That means God is saying you will have some difficult times. But you shouldn't be fear, in, uh, be afraid. In righteousness, you shall be established. You shall be far from oppression. Why? Because you will not fear. Amen? You will not fear. If you hear this morning, and there is fear in your heart concerning something that is in your life, I'm telling you, God's going to take care of it. Because of his word. If you're there this morning, why don't you stand up? There's something. Everybody's going through something. If there's a little fear in your heart about what's going on in your life, and you believe this is going to be rough, you need God, God wants to do something. And believe me, beginning from this very moment, 
Because God is. That thing is going to work for your good. You watch. Amen? Amen. That's going to work for your good. God is faithful. And all we have to do is pursue Him. Please keep standing. There are some of us here, you haven't made a commitment to the Lord Jesus. I mean, you haven't decided in your heart that I'm going to serve Him. I'm going to live my life for Him. You know He is here this morning. I said to the uh, prisoners where I was in, praying in jail this time, ministering to them. Sometimes Jesus stands at the door of a person's heart and they keep him out for 50 years. They will not let him in. I don't want you to be that kind of person. Amen? Let Jesus come into your heart. You will never regret it. Never. It's going to be the best decision you've ever made in your life. Would would everybody bow their heads, please? And I want you to raise your hand to God today. Telling God, I am serious. I want to serve. I want to give my life to you. Totally. I see some of you. If that's you, you want to walk, you want to live your life for Jesus. Would you please put your hand quickly? Put your hand up. Put your hand up. Thank you, I see. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know... Father, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. I know you care. I, I can feel your presence here, Lord Jesus. I thank you. Thank you. Everyone, please pray this prayer with me. Even if you didn't raise your hand, there's something inside you says, I really need that. I need to walk with Jesus. Please say this prayer like you mean it from your heart. God will hear you. God will hear you. And begin, make a decision. From this day on, I'm going to begin to serve God. God, as you help me, I will serve you. So join me and pray with me. Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your Son, our Savior, into the world to be my Savior. Lord Jesus, I welcome you into my life today to be my Lord and my Savior. By your grace, I promise to serve you and to live for you for the rest of my life. Thank you, Lord, for writing my name in your book of life. In Jesus name. Amen. Can we give him a clap offering? And if you made that decision today. Let somebody know. I, I tell people this. There's a passage in Romans chapter 10. From verse 9. When I go out for crusade. I do this. Because I found that to be so powerful. The Bible says from verse 9. If you confess with your mouth. The Lord Jesus. And believe in your heart. That God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. Two things to do. Say it with your mouth. And believe what most people say they believe. That God raised Jesus from the dead. Believe in your heart. But say it with your mouth. In other words, you say, tell somebody, Jesus is my Lord. When you say it from your mouth, heaven take over. That's what the Bible says. Then it tells you why in verse 10. For with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. And with the heart, you believe unto righteousness. With the heart, you believe unto righteousness. And with the mouth, you confess and it becomes a reality. So what I do is I tell them, go home and tell somebody you have received Christ as your Savior. Once it comes out of your mouth, it's over. Heaven takes over from there. As you are saying it, heaven is, Jesus is confessing you in heaven. 
according to Matthew chapter 10 verse 32 he's saying in heaven that's my child and the angels in heaven they know your name everyone and walk with you that's how precious Christianity is if you would do that from the heart a life of sin behind me I am going to serve God once you do that it's whosoever will God does for us amen those of you that stood up, I want you to come and meet with me down here with something in your heart. You stood up earlier, come and be with me here. Come and be with me here. Because we are going to put an end to that thing today. Whatever it is, there's going to be a change in the heavenlies. There's going to be a change in the heavenlies. And things are beginning to happen even right now as you come. Thank God. I thank God. You know, it takes humility before God. Sometimes people are too proud to own that they are, they are, they are having a difficulty. It doesn't make you less spiritual. We are working together. Regina, it's good to see you. Thank God. We're going to pray this together, okay? But I want you, the Bible says, if two of you shall agree concerning anything, that they shall ask. Thank God I represent Him. I have no doubt about it. He told me to. I represent Him. And when we agree together today, yes, He's going to hear us. There is no doubt in my mind He'll hear us. And beginning from this very moment, God will dispatch angels to begin to walk in your situation. All I need you to do from now on, rest. And every time Satan brings the thought, tell God, I'm glad I'm happy. God's with me because God says He will bless you for doing this. Amen. That's what's going to happen. There's going to be a change. There's going to be testimonies coming from whatever we're doing today. And please, when you get back home, write it down. Amen. And every time Satan reminds you, get that book and show him. You say, We prayed at the altar and the answer is on its way or even right now. Amen. Can we agree together? Church, please stretch your hand over here. Something is happening today. This was never planned. But this is what God is doing today. The new day has arrived. Father, I thank you because I know that you are hearing us right now. And I am in agreement with your children. Today marks the end of whatever this is. In the name of Jesus. That every situation that is present and standing right here before you will change for the good for your people will turn into a blessing for your people according to your word. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We believe you've heard us. We are receiving right now. We don't need to do anything more because your promise stands forever. True. And we give you praise today. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, we don't have to pray long, he heard us. Amen. Things are going to change. Things are going to change. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Prayer partners, please come up. And I, I, I love it that we have our prayer partners. Next month, we are going to be having a healing service coming here. And believe me, I'm, I can't wait to see the miracles God will do. It's going to be a lot of miracles. Please invite friends who are sick. But if you have need, please, as you leave, don't just walk away. Let somebody agree with you in prayer. Because through prayer, things will begin to change. Amen. Stand up with me as we close. And please, don't forget to come to our prayer partners. They are here to pray with you. We lift up our holy hands before God. Amen. They are beautiful hands before the Lord. And God looks down upon us. And just like he said of Jesus, that's my beloved son. In whom I am well pleased. That's us. Amen. Because we are in him. So lift up your hands this morning. And, and just thank him for what God's doing in your life. Say, God, thank you for what you're doing in my life. You are doing great things in my life. I know that with all my heart. I know you're doing great things. And I'm so grateful, God. Father, I bless your people today in your name. 
and I call them blessed because they are according to your word. Let your glory shine upon them. May they never know disgrace or shame. In the name of Jesus, may all their needs be met by the power of your Holy Spirit, by the power of the name of Jesus. May your glory be upon them. According to John chapter 17, your people are blessed. They live here blessed. They'll come back blessed. Wherever they go, they stay blessed. In Jesus' name, and God's people said, Amen. God bless you. Peace.